The following program is intended for mature audiences. It's the music, movies, and shows you love. As if we care. And hate. You ain't gonna like it none. And love to hate. I didn't expect that at all. <laughs> this is the Broken Remote. Hey, coming to you live on tape on this Wednesday, January 18th, 2023. Where last we left you, our heroes fighting against bad content. We're facing face to face? Facing face to face? Does that make any sense? No! It makes off for a terrible intro right out of the gate. But they're going head to head against Mindy Kaling yeah. and her show. The college sex lies of women, or yeah. sex lies of college women. Exactly. For, it doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter. It's, it really doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Uh, we are currently going against the current. Uh, you know that is. You know not only going against us, but it is also up a mountain, and we do not have any paddles. We're going with our hands. And Zero. Our and our raft is deflating, and the river is full of piranhas, and the water is lava. Like, that is just what is happening right now. I mean, it's straight whammies a row. Oh, it is. Because it, it, was a, it was a struggle. Because as we just slowly were able to go, you know, as I said, facing face-to-face against mm-hmm. Mindy Kalen and her one college show, then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, last week... I am so glad she only has that one show currently on HBO. Can you imagine if she got another one? She does have another one! She what? does have another one! <laughs> well, I'm sure... <laughs> it is the remake... <laughs> so bad. ...of Scooby-Doo. Done uh, Mindy Kaling style. Oh man. Which Mindy means it's Kaling filled with just laughs galore. <laughs> Left and right. All over the fucking place. It's just like, you know how they re release flavors of Snapple or something? They'll be like, oh, here's Snapple, iced tea lemon, Snapple, raspberry blast or something. Well, Mindy Kaling is Snapple asparagus flavor. That's yes. <laughs> she is the one that you will never drink and will just sit there and rot. <laughs> you just go like, why did you do this? <laughs> but that somebody will go in and grab for shits and giggles because they're like, just how bad could the asparagus mm-hmm. snapple be? I'm going to find out for myself. Mm-hmm. And they do. And then they tell their friends, and they're like, no, you really got to try it. It's so yeah. bad. Yeah. It's not so only, terrible. Not only does it taste like asparagus, but they added spice to it, and it's carbonated. And then it reaches, like, the college levels where it's like, dude, they're at frats, and they're like, oh, no, Pledge, you're not going to be pounded warm beer. You're going to be drinking asparagus Snapple. That's what we're going to make you fucking little pricks do. Mm-hmm. So it somehow gets a life of its own because it's so bad. And I think that's what we've kind of captured here with, wait for it, Velma. Not Scooby-Doo. Not Scooby-Doo. Even though who's, Scooby, wait, who's Scooby-Doo? He's not in the show. I don't understand who this character could be. <gasps> you know, you're right, Will. They <laughs> did away with show. Scooby-Doo altogether. He's <laughs> no, gone. You want Scooby-Doo? <laughs> nothing. You'll get nothing. That's how, that's how you know it's for adults, because we don't need some talking dog in our show. That'd be too childish. No, we're, we're going hard. Okay, we're only doing the top-tier adult jokes. Okay, so here's the question. Do you mm-hmm. think that down the road... She intends to bring Scooby-Doo into this? Or- I maybe. I mean, will it be good? 
no, but I could see her maybe adding him in there. Because if you think about it, conceptually... He'll be a, he'll be a, he'll be a transgender dog or something this <laughs> well, time. <laughs> okay, like, yes. I don't know. Like, he'll that be is like, one of the themes of the show, for sure. I got penis. Rub Donald, rub Raggy. John is terrible. Run a little road of Florida, Raggy. This is really hard to do. Look at this package. Yeah, no, no, it just doesn't. Doesn't sound like yeah. fucking Scooby Doo at all. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna be he's gonna be a women gender studies major. The dog will be <laughs> or a classics major. You know, studying Greek mythology. All of these, by the way, what I was saying right now, this is actually what Mindy Kaling majored in in college. I did such a deep dive on her this last week, just yeah. trying to understand the beast of Mindy Kaling. Well, how do we actually back in? Uh, well, let's just let's just do a, a quick rewind, okay? All right, yes. so l- let's do it this way. When we left off, we were talking about the college sex life show yeah. that Mindy mm-hmm. Kaling did, which I thought was probably one of the wokest shows I have seen mm. in quite a long time, especially Indeed. since woke shows didn't really exist. Mm-hmm. Right. And and that's not to say that like I guess a woke show can't be funny, but I mean in this regard it just isn't. So we no. were talking just about how bad it is because it literally just you said it was tired, which I mean tired. <laughs> Better description. <laughs> so tired. You I'm so see, tired today. It, 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 well, I don't know what's more tired, and that's where I really want to go with this. And it's that the college show, you could see every punchline coming. Mm-hmm. They took every old uh, stereotype and just applied it to new characters. Uh, they took, you know, they just smattered the entire cast with all different, you know, flavors and colors mm-hmm. and everything. Even mm-hmm. though I, I don't know how any of those. Flavor blasted goldfish, the series. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Even though those people would never, you know, bump elbows with each other and actually become friends at college. Maybe a couple, but a whole crew of like 12 different flavored Skittles are not going to become friends in college. It doesn't happen that way. Sorry. That's a great segue. Did you see the last week how Eminem was like in honor of women or something, they were going to release a bag of M&Ms that only had the color of M&Ms that had like a mascot M&M that was a woman. So it's like green, brown, and purple M&Ms. Hold on. I swear, and why would they I do sw- that? I, I, it was honor. I'm looking this up. I swear to God this is real. M&M, women. You said M&M at first, and I, I thought it was like M&M the rapper, and he did yeah, some yeah, like yeah. apology, yeah. To, <laughs> apology women. to women. M&M's all-female character package for green, brown, that, that is that is M&Ms. that It is a thing. So, Supporting women flipping the status quo. This is the labeling they have. Like, this is just... There's, like... Who asked for it? That's the question, right? You know, like, when they make a show and they're like, nobody wanted this show. There's just something about it where, like, okay, like, I can understand part of, like, what this was originally based on, like, the foundation here, but, like, the, the corporatization of this shit has gotten so over the top and ridiculous ridiculous that you go do you not just see this just gigantic like fucking acne spot on your face that everyone else can look at and go like this is fucking weird but like who i i I, I, do you think that all these corporations are like we have to do this 
or like we want to do it. Like, why would you right. want to do this, right? Like, why would you want to dip your toe in the political activism, if you will? I, I have to imagine it's like marketing and what gets things trending, and it's just people get angry at each other because then there's some people that are like, this is fucking stupid, and there's other people that get like very. Okay, how could they do this? Everyone knows Eminem is only a man's brand in Canada. <laughs> and those, like, that's one flavor. And then there's the complete opposite, where you get, you know, Mindy Kaling going, I'm only going to have green M&Ms from now on while I'm writing my new hit show on HBO that only, you know, feminists or something Right, like. well, so... Which, it, that, I mean, that term now is just completely... But that's the, ta- that's the tangent to... Th- the new Velma show is that, yep. you know, we, we said that the college show took all these, you know, known stereotypes, et cetera, et cetera, characters, characters, stereotypes, everything, and just basically painted, you know, slapped new paint on it, repurposed it, and was mm-hmm. like, this is funny. When it was like, no, this is the same thing over and over again. She's now done kind of the same thing here. With Velma, like they took Velma, which is a IP that everybody and their goddamn brothers knows, right? But they know it is Scooby Doo. Mm-hmm. They just redid Scooby Doo, literally like two years ago. Whoa, 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 whoa! Hold on. What if we made Scooby Doo, but worse? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, you got an idea there, and all I hear, I just hear cash register, baby. I wish I was sitting in that board meeting of HBO or like, you want to make Scooby-Doo again? Yes, but worse with Velma. And I want to see that one guy at the front of the business meeting. I want to see him look at the guy. The cigar just falls out of his mouth and goes, that's fucking brilliant. Well, I actually found that guy on the internet and he's got something on YouTube. And here's a clip from his YouTube channel. And boom goes the dynamite. And that's... That that that's the only that's the one I thought that was most relevant from his YouTube channel, but you know so you take you take Scooby Doo and you're like why don't we get rid of the dog, mm-hmm. and then we're gonna take all the characters and we're just gonna change no no them. like the dog no one like the dog what are you talking about it's not like the dog was one of the most famous mascots of all time no well no, we you, don't need him. I mean you can't really get rid of him but we'll we'll conquer that later so like. You take it and then you repackage it with all these stereotypes. And I guess here's my point, and, and tell me if I'm wrong. The only thing that like is really egregious about changing all these characters and making one gay and having all the adult humor. I feel is like that, two of them are gay now. Yeah, like two of them are gay. Yeah, 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 yeah. It wasn't one, it was it, it's now two, right? But like yeah, the second yeah. one doesn't know she's gay. Right, and that's Daphne. Mm-hmm. Right, like so. I think Vel- Velma was trying to bang Fred earlier too. Like they were like like at this. Point, oh no, that's I- right. Velma said that he was hot. Right. Yeah, like they, like at, at some point, I would not be surprised. I mean, there's just so much to cover with this show. I mean, I, I would say do like a, we could do a plot synopsis, but like, <laughs> no, like imagine imagine the laziest Scooby Doo backstory you possibly could. And there you have the show. <laughs> yeah, well, let's just do it thematically. Let's start at the top. like, And this is where I wanted to go. Like, My problem with the show, and tell me if I'm wrong, all this stuff just isn't funny. What are you talking about? The opening line of, I'm Velma Dinkley, bitch. Ah! That is peak, that is peak humor. That is peak humor. I'm so glad that she went to Dartmouth so she could write that way. That is so brave. For those not scoring oh, at God. home, Will, please fill them in uh, on the the like uh, the it, laugh out loud content that was the beginning of the show 
I, don't, I, I can literally just do the very beginning of the show because I remember it so distinctly where it's just Velma basically talking up how what a badass she is and how she created the, the mystery gang, not Fred and his sex van. And then she talks about, uh, she, she's like, I'm Velma Dinkley, bitch, which is her catchphrase apparently is saying the word bitch like that. We're, we're putting that on a t-shirt at some point. Um, well, and then even, the next joke is two cockroaches having sex with each other. And you're just like, wow. Yeah. Out of so, it, like. So bold. Which I could. Opening scene is basically a shower scene. and But they're in a Wait. filthy, filthy fucking high school gymnasium, yeah. which I don't understand. So are they in, like, the slums? I don't know. I think we'd just be like, oh, we're in a piece of shit public school, which, you know, guilty. I went there. Mindy Kaling, by the way, went to a fucking private high school. Look that up. I literally did such a deep dive on that. Oh, well, we'll, get, we'll get to all yeah. of that later. But, like, yeah, yeah. so <laughs> I don't I don't necessarily know what the history behind the original Scooby-Doo cast was because I don't think they ever really got I into it. I think it was just, I think they were just pals. Like, there's been, like, you know, right. Scooby-Doo's yeah, yeah, existed yeah. as an IP for, like, what, probably 70 years at this point. Right, forever. Forever. Yeah. And, like, I, I'm sure, like, I know there was one last 10 years that people liked. I had a friend who watched it, and my, I think my little brother watched, uh, like, Cartoon Network did, like, a, a reboot at some point that everyone liked. Like, they keep rebooting this franchise every 10 years, I feel like. They rebooted it when I was a kid. They just rebooted it three years ago. They had the 2019 Scoob, yeah, Scoob they, movie. They do, it, they do it all the time, and, like, everyone just likes the character. Like, it clearly connects with people. And I guess. I mean, it. I don't think I don't think it does anymore. I think it's probably I mean, really niche. I just think, I think it's just such a big IP, and I think I think it's for kids. Like, I don't think I'm as an adult. I'm going to be like, oh boy, new Scooby Doo episode. I'm going to watch it. <laughs> yeah, well, which is part of the I guess the appeal of what Velma was supposed to be. We're like, oh boy, Scooby Doo for adults. I'm so excited for the new episode, but. See, that works the opposite way. that's conceptually one of the most confusing things about it, right? But, like, mm-hmm. they start off, they're, they're in this, like, I, I don't know, they're in the slums, I guess. And like yeah. you said, out of a, you know, a garbage can overflowing with crap, two cockroaches uh-huh. come out. Which, like, I'm just kind of like, I guess it's a slum, but I don't know. And it, then they go into that shower scene where they're basically doing the whole, we're going to break the fourth wall, but we're not breaking the fourth wall. Dude, but we're going to talk like, about all the sociological things or, the, the you know, soci- sociological, I don't know, whatever, societal <laughs> things around us, right? Yeah, isn't it crazy that shows do, like, they show nudity in the first episode yes, just yes, to increase yeah. viewers? And you're just like, to me, that was such a, like, See, we're doing it, and we're pointing it out, and that makes it funny. And you know who did that, and it was funny, like, fucking seven years ago? Deadpool 1. And now I'm just so sick of everyone trying well, to Well, and you know who me. took that same exact approach in the very first scene was fucking Scream all those years gonna, back. I was, I was going to say She-Hulk, but yeah, you're oh, also... No. <laughs> yeah. But fucking Scream did that with the whole, you know, the phone call, yeah. and Drew Barrymore got killed, and all that kind of yeah. shit. Yeah. You know, and and scream that was like done prior to that in a meta way with the new nightmare because that's how basically where Wes Craven got his idea yeah. for scream was was you know when he did the new nightmare. So yeah. it's just the show's so weird just because like in the beginning they're just trying to prove like yeah we're meta we we're gonna twist the narrative on Scooby. This isn't your mom's Scooby Doo. This is a new Scooby Doo, and it's just like the show must have been redone. If I look, how many versions of Scooby-Doo are there. Here we go. 
There have been 13 television Scooby-Doo shows and countless movies. I know there's at least more than 20 different movies. Oh, well, they were made like, for TV I, movies. Exactly. There was actual movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there were the two live-action ones I remember from way back when, which I remember fondly. Don't think they would hold up at all, but I'm going to say I liked them when I was a kid. But, uh, I mean, you know what I like them more than? Velma. So that's easy. Well, I, I mean... Here is one <laughs> again. This whole show is so confusing to me. But the one word that you used that was perfect was meta, right? Because yeah, meta. Oh. this whole show—that's the only. She just wants it to be meta. Now, I read an article today where they said that Velma was Asian, and I was like, I. She's not Asian, right? I mean, she's Velma was Indian. I thought she's Indian, right? right? Yeah, like, yeah. Come on, and. When the show opens, oh, no, like Daphne, we... no Daphne, I think Daphne's supposed to be Asian, but like I they gave look her, at they all. gave, I they gave her red hair, and like this, this is gonna shock people. But last I checked, I don't, I don't think Asian people are native to Scotland, so uh, I mean, <laughs> or Ireland. Like I know they might be, catch some people off guard, but uh, well, and they gave I, so they, they took... even they say in the show she's not even dying it. Because I know some people would be like, oh, well, she's dying her hair. And she literally says that's her natural hair color in the fucking show. I know because I heard that I went, what? <laughs> are you yep. talking about Mindy Kaling? Or are you talking about... No, no, the, the, the Daphne. The Daphne, character. the bright yeah. red. With... Mm-hmm, the bright red where I'm just like, you're Asian, but you have bright red hair. And you say that's your natural hair color. Yeah, I can't figure What's it out. But then on? they, they made her an hair? adopted daughter of two wacko police... Crazy lesbian cops uh-huh. one you know uh, uh, one who was voiced by uh what's her face wanda sykes uh, yeah. wanda sykes yeah. yeah and the other one i don't know i haven't gone through the whole cast but it was like i heard wanda sykes and i was like oh my god is well why is wanda sykes even still relevant oh my god this is like this is the, our battle against bad content it, it's just losing because you know mindy kaling and wanda sykes continually get Rolls and shit. I know, dude. It's all like the most like just blah comedians. They're like, this person's safe to put on here. They're not going to put Shane Gillis in a TV show anytime soon. Well, to that point, because uh, Will had sent me Shane. I think I sent you something on Shane Gillis, and then you sent yeah, me yeah, something yeah. back, right? I, I went down a deep. Well, he had like a podcast come out this week. It was amazing. Uh, yeah, I, I, somebody had sent me, or I, I came across this Shane Gillis bit about talking about the Special Olympics, where it wasn't you know ripping on the Special it's Olympics. Jane, it's Jane Lynch and Wanda Sykes. Wow, they. Uh, oh, it's Shane Lynch was the other one. That's Shane right. Lynch was the oh, other one. Yeah. God. But, you know, so you start off with just an oddball scene, and you're like, where is this going to go? And then, you know, they're trying to do all this meta humor. And then, I mean, it's just the sexual overtones to it. It's so just lazily done, dude. (laughs) Oh, man, when you wrote that it was lazy, I was like, I don't know if I could describe it better. But where where the hell do they think that they're going to go with this? And how did HBO greenlight this? I mean... It, I mean, it, I'm, I'm more. I mean, there's just they're, they're trying to make like a vague mystery is like the concept of the show. There's murders happening in this high school. Is a quick like synopsis, and Velma wants to solve it, but she can't because she has like some personal things she has to kind of work through. That oh, is- hold on, stop. Let's go there for a hot second. Mm-hmm. So throughout the show, like Will referenced, she mm-hmm. is always battling hallucinations. Yeah. Like hallucinations that are like 
I, it's a cartoon, so take this for what it I, is. I, but are like downright scary ass like cartoon visions. Yeah, crazy. Which kind of nutty. I, I like what is that supposed to? I don't even understand. You know, she's battling the loss of her mom. Oh, that's another thing. Her mom's gone. Her mom's gone. Right. So her mom left in, in the middle of the night, and they don't know what happened to her. And she's battling these hallucinations, I guess, because she feels guilt about her mom leaving. I mm-hmm. mean, that, that's kind of what was insinuated in the show. Did I get that wrong? No, that's basically it. Yeah. Which, which, by the way, I'm 100% calling it right now. Maybe I'm wrong. I'll listen back to, back to this later and decide whether I'm a genius or an idiot. Um, so her mom disappeared for some reason, and there was a, like a box that she left in her car. And the reason her mom like left in the car was to... Uh, like Velma solved all these like play mysteries that she was supposed to do or something like that, and then the mom's like, "I'll find a new mystery for you to do." I guarantee you, the the secret to her mom is in that box, and that starts a mystery to find her mom or something like that. Her mom's like, "Oh, I was hiding out here the whole time, and you're, you're supposed to find me." That's gonna be the fucking lazy ass twist or some bullshit. Well, it's li- just. Uh, I, I, I mean, who knows? It could be. It could be. Nothing's that. Oh man, I, I just I have it playing in the background, and so every scene that pops up, I'm just kind of like, God, it, it couldn't have been more stupid. But um, so like you said, the show revolves around a mystery that has been presented, which mm-hmm. is basically girls being killed, and then Velma's quest to solve them. But you, I don't. This is a prequel. So they've rewritten the whole thing, and let's go character number three. We mentioned Daphne, we mentioned Velma, but they introduced Fred. Could you thought? Could you could you have thought of a stupider way to do the Fred character? No, no, I really can't. Which is sad. He's voiced by Glenn Howard, who I love. I don't know who that is, or do I? uh, He he does. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Okay, he's he's one of like the main writers and actors there. But and he's he's phenomenal. But like I think he's friends with Mindy Kaling, which is how he got this. But like now he has to be like the worst version of his character, and it's always Sunny, where like he plays like a kind of similar character, but like written well. <laughs> so it's just you see him do this, and you're like, why? Well, he's got nothing to work thing? with here. They basically turned the Fred character into, and we were talking uh, via text, Will and I. But yeah. I, I said they basically have turned him into Blair Warner of the Ugh. 80s sitcom Facts of Life fame. And where super rich, super stupid, uh, just is into himself and all yeah. of his looks and no, comes but, from but, a but, loaded but, family. But, but deep down you can tell like he's got daddy issues, but he's got a heart of gold, but it's deep down there and Velma's going to find it because that's how these work. <laughs> right. Like, let me just give you like my take on who wrote this show, Mindy Kaling, because I knew a girl very similar to her growing up who went to a private school for high school, then went to a, some big private college where she majored in fucking classics and wrote about... Is she 300 all- pounds and married herself in the woods? No, but she is gaining weight and she is, uh, you know, questioned her sexuality a bunch. They all go down this fucking route, dude, and they have a bunch of man issues. But all of these girls... Like, they go to high school. They're fucking nerds. Like, they're not very popular. They're, like, nervous talking to, like, boys or something like that. But they get so resentful when they, like, grow up later on. And, like, they go to college. They're doing classics. And they're like, why won't the popular boys talk to me? It's because they're, like, whatever fucking... Oh, it's because they're idiots. 
or they're dumb or they're loaded or they're like super pretty. They have all these excuses. It's never their fault. No, they're cool and suave and people just won't recognize it. But it's just this, it's it's crazy. That's a newer, yeah, like that's a newer mentality because those same individuals who have the same struggles 20 years before, I think that their mentality was to go out in the world and find Mm -hmm. that reality that was out there for them, right? So it wasn't like to have like the, the sharpened, you know, knife to grind into somebody's back as they got older it was just kind of like no i'm just going to leave that and then i'm going to find you know a reality where i'm that person just in a different group and then those people acclimated you know they they kind of gravitated toward each other they find each other man yeah but it's, it's so crazy to me because like these these people who wrote this show who are so clearly obsessed with like privilege and race and gender and all this bullshit which is like, you know, I can understand that being important to a degree, but these people come from, like, the elite of the elite. Like, you are upper middle class your entire life at a minimum. Well, which you is funny. Whining to me about, like, all of these things that you have never had to struggle through. And it's just, it's clearly uh, you protest too much is well, the, how I view it. Well, the funny part about that is as you're describing... Uh, Mindy Kaling to me, like that applies to her as the number one guilty party. Yeah, as the executive 100%. producer, exactly. you know, as yeah. the star. You know, and and her background was what she went to Dart. Did she really go to Dartmouth or just yeah, like some kind of big? She, went to, she, she did she, go to she Dartmouth. Went, she, so her her mom was a doctor. I read all of this, and I was just getting like more and more like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Fuck it. But so she she her dad was an architect. Her mom was a doctor. Though they were like they immigrated to this country but she basically grew up here uh in fucking like a boston suburb she went to a private high school which you know those are expensive as fuck and then she went to dartmouth and then while there she got a classics degree and then like lucked out because greg daniels saw some set or something she wrote for some comedy thing and then he just brought her onto the office and clearly that exploded everyone who was on it and then the writers to try to like boost their career they basically cast themselves into the office as supposed to be like minor roles, but then like she just kind of took off. I too much. That's <laughs> how she got in. Like was yeah. off. Now Greg Daniels is what executive producer he, of the office. He was, he was the guy who created the. I mean, created. You know, he brought it to America. Basically, he was the American, American executive producer, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Wow. I mean, talk about stepping in shit, huh? Uh-huh. Like, like it I couldn't mean, have been more perfect because I will tell you after as I'm staring at, at more of this garbage uh, on the TV. She did the Office, then she did uh, the Mindy Project, the Mindy I know. Project, and then she just keeps getting greenlit for like production deals. And based on what, like being a, a like a right, like I I can't imagine that the the views for her other properties have gone good. Now, that runs contrary to what's happening in real time right now with Velma because Velma's blown mm-hmm. up. Well, I mean, it blew... I think it's real. I think it's just because everyone's just looking at this show going like, what the fuck did they do? So everyone's watching it and then HBO's going, ha-ha, that means people must want to, a season two. But which, they, they have to know when they watch it, yeah. it's just not good, right? I mean... N- 
I do. Th- these are like the same executives that are like a step removed from the people that made the Rings of Power show, who literally fell asleep while they were like airing the show, and they went, "Uh oh, this is coming out in two days," and I fell asleep during the airing. But we can't but, be the minority, right? Like, sure, no, there's no way, like, no way. Like, you have to make content for all all walks of life, right? And mm-hmm. all niches, and you got to try to, you know, hit everything, right? So, mm-hmm. which is why a show like, per se, The Expanse on sci-fi gets made, and then it tanks, and then Amazon's like, no, we'll take it because everybody and their brother is beating down the door for this sci-fi show. So, I, I mean, and that's just one a more recent example, but over the years, I think Magnum P.I. just got saved because Magnum P.I. got rebooted uh-huh. on CBS. It was terrible um they took like a uh i think like a hawaiian lead i, I don't know the guy's name but you know a, a change from tom Selleck, um and recast everything and then it was on cbs for a couple of years and nobody cared and then you're like oh of course it got canceled because the show's just not good it has nothing to do with anything other than the fact that the show got no good and then yeah. all of a sudden nbc is showing ads all over the- nbc rescued the damn thing so it's like there's just bad shows continually get picked up because, I don't know, they're trying to find all kinds of viewers as opposed to making just a good show that everybody will watch, right? Like, did you see Andor yet? No, I still haven't watched that one, man. I've been watching too much I, I mean, content. it's just a good show. So people end up watching it because it's a good show. Or like, you know, Better Call Saul. Yeah, sure, there was mm-hmm. the... There was the 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 environment already built and the fanfare mm-hmm. because of Breaking Bad, but I mean the reason that that show stuck around the, as long as it did was because it's just a good show. Like good shows mm-hmm. get watched. Yeah, but, they re- they, yeah they just they write it well. They have really like compelling characters that are just like you want to see what the fuck their story is. And this one's just. I, I mean, it's not built on that at all. Like, like any foundation of the character is just like, hey, this is what the original version that you actually had some, like, childhood attachment at a minimum to. Like, everyone watched Scooby-Doo as a kid. I think at least... You couldn't get kid. away from it. It was on it's everywhere. Ev- it's everywhere. Like, I, like, everyone, like, has, like, a cousin or, like, a niece or nephew or someone that has, like, a lunchbox with his fucking face on it. Like, they're just... They're, they're everywhere. And they just... I, like they threw themselves onto it like some weird parasite, and they're just kind of corrupting it from within, and it's just so weird to I, watch what they're doing with this IP. I mean that the fact that you say that she took something that she felt attached to for sure, because yeah. when you think about what this show is, this show is Mindy Kaling saying, "Hey HBO, I want to do a show," and for some reason they're like. Fine, you have carte blanche, whatever the hell you want to do. And yeah. she's like, I want to, I want to do Scooby Doo through through Velma's eyes, and I want to cast myself. And they're like, okay. And so, and that's where it started. And then she's like, oh, I'll just do my sets and all my, you know, my humor through yeah. these characters. Mm-hmm. But then she and takes. I'm, go ahead. I'm just gonna have the laziest characters I possibly can. How do I boil these guys down to the most just blah fucking thing? I. It, it's just so weird that the character they have the whole show based on, like Velva herself, is just such a bitter and not fun character to follow. No, like, well, she was always the, the 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 stumbling stooge. Yeah, no, it's it's crazy to me. It's like, I and I know you're you're not uh, maybe experienced with Harry Potter at all, but like, no, definitely it, not. But I mean, I know it, of a little bit. You know? Yeah, I was gonna say like the. Like Mindy Kaling, like making a show about Velma is like if you had a fucking Hufflepuff 
person, like the lamest house to be in in Harry Potter because there's like the four houses background and, and whatever. But it's like just it's, it's <laughs> oh, to have tell, most, dork. I was gonna, <laughs> you have no idea, man. Yeah, but just, <laughs> just like oh my god, I could go down. I could do. I could do seven hours by by myself, random Harry Potter. But uh, <laughs> let's like, keep it to seventy Hufflepuff, seconds. Hufflepuff, Hufflepuff is for Velma people, basically, is what I'm saying. They're like, what if it's from Harry's perspective, where all the things happen, we have it from this loser who's doing their homework at Wizard School, and you're like, what about the guy who fights the evil wizards? Nah, he's like a background character. Now we're gonna focus on Hannah Abbott, who's really concerned about midterms upcoming in the next month and a half. Yeah, that sounds compelling for two seasons, right? It, what do you mean two seasons? We renewed it. Fuck you. <laughs> mind-boggling that HBO gave the green light to it. And uh, again, as they're showing another one of these like flashbacks when she has this, the, oh, these hallucinations, the I don't understand. So, all right, the, the a little deeper dive, deep deeper dive. Uh, the Velma character goes through hallucinations revolving, I guess, they don't really say, but it just kind of randomly happens, and she... It, it's like whenever she tries to solve a mystery, because, like, she's triggered because her mom... Is, yeah, yeah, there's just, triggering. It, there's, like, microaggressions in this show. The, the, oh, my God, dude. It's like... like and they show these really crazy, over-the-top hallucinations that just yeah. are so out of place. Dude, dude, it's so wild to me that, like, the Fred character is the one who's like, look at how rich, and, like, he doesn't know how to cut his food because he's so privileged. Oh, God! He's like, he's, like this, he's this little baby who hasn't hit puberty yet. And what's wild to me is I guarantee all of the writers of this show... Thought that was funny! Like, well, not only thought it was funny... But, like, I guarantee they were, like, a single step away removed from that actual lifestyle. Where they're like, Daddy, cut my steak for me. And it's like, <laughs> 15? Can you go get a writing job in L.A.? Like, I'll get my, like, you know, someone to hire you or something. Just nepotism hire you. And those stereotypes That's... apply throughout. The, like, uh, they, they just use all of these stereotypes, and then you stereotype humor yeah. as though, number one, it's new, and number two, that they found the funny ideas out of it. You know, I, I mean, Velma eating out of the garbage. Like, I, I don't why Why is that funny? It's just dumb. But, I mean, okay, so, like we said, Fred is the white, super privileged, and mm-hmm. obnoxiously stupid. On top of that, he also has a super tiny penis. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah, and- he hasn't he has puberty yet, so he has a really small dick. And you know what we should do with that concept of him having small dick? Instead of writing like one clever joke about it that just comes out of nowhere. Nope. Just say, no. What if we just peppered it in there like eight fucking times there in you an go. episode in like the most lazy way? Like you know, Fred has a small dick, and then just pause. Like they they don't say it in a humorous way. There's no. It's not a punchline to something. It's just they just say it and they pause and you're supposed to laugh at it. Just small dick. That that's it. So Fred has a small dick. Oh, he's got a really small dick. And then there are. Uh, and that's a scene. And that's a scene. And, th- <laughs> and that's a scene. And the sex is just laced throughout all the episodes. Which, if you remember, her character from The Office, all she wanted to do was sleep with uh, B.J. Novak. I, I forgot his character name already. It's BJ Novak. You just called that. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, you know, she just wanted to carry. So, like, she's just like this over sexual, sexualized, fucking terrible comedian that just wants to write. And for whatever reason, HBO's like, do your thing. 
then they just showed the one uh, the scene in the hallway where um, <laughs> where Fred throws the paper cutter and it comes off and it chops the one kid's leg in half. Oh, I mean, okay, I will be honest. That one I did kind of find a little funny just because, you know, gratuitous violence, which, by the way, like, but random in in the, like a random spot where it was like the kid's leg just got caught off, and I guess it's funny because it is over the top. Yeah, I mean, it's it's such a good. My one friend pointed it out to me. He's like, what they're trying to do with this show is they want to be South Park and Family Guy really bad. Oh, okay. And, they just, and he's like, and they just can't commit to either one, and so you just get this weird blase combo of both. I eventually wanted to bring bring South Park up, but we'll yeah. do it now. Go ahead. Yeah, but no, but that, I mean that's what he pointed out. Where he's just like they, they got some of the violence, but they don't like South Park goes wild with its violence when they show it, and Family Guy does sometimes too. And Family Guy does like weird meta shit, but then they also will just segue to something completely random for no reason. Like they just they at least go for it, and you could feel that's their sense of humor. This one's just these have worked before. That means this must be funny. I mean, we're not going to go, I mean, we don't want to offend anybody, but, you know, we're going to go kind of, like, in that sense of humor, but, like, not really, because we don't want to be offensive to anybody. And, by the way, here's Norville, not Shaggy, because, like, we don't want to offend somebody by calling someone Shaggy, because that's a nickname. Just, that's that's <laughs> who All wrote right. this show, dude. That's who wrote this show. I, I don't think that the Shaggy thing, so we'll get into one of the other characters now, and we'll, we'll I'll come back to I didn't want to make a, I didn't have a huge so much, bit man. on South Park. I just wanted, I was going to say something, but characters so we th- we did uh fred we've talked about velma you know ad nauseum daphne mm-hmm. is either asian or she's white irish i don't know <laughs> I, yeah we're not quite sure but her mom her her moms are uh moms, yeah. super stupid uh police <laughs> undercover or wacky lesbian cops Whoa. <laughs> and uh and so that's her deal and her sexuality is you know she's overly sexualized too and she ultimately her and uh mindy caitlin sorry velma were uh, best friends as kids now they broke up, mm-hmm. and uh, but they might secretly have like a lesbian crush on each other. That's insinuated in episode two. We don't even wait six episodes for that one. That just goes right into two. Mm-hmm. And then, like uh, Will had just mentioned, what is the name of the uh, new pot smoking? Although he's not pot smoking quite yet, character who in the old property would have been best friends with a dog, but the dog doesn't exist, and yeah, this exactly. guy's name isn't the same anymore. Yeah, now, I'm, by the way, also calling his story arc, he's eventually going to become a pothead, and then he'll go by Shaggy. Well, he already out. said something in the beginning, something about, like, liking drugs. drugs. Drugs are bad. Yeah, and then he made the and frowny face into just, the camera. And then he just, yeah, he pauses, the music stops, like, that's a funny. Did you hear the funny? That was so funny. And do you get it? Because we all know that this character is really Shaggy, <laughs> and all Shaggy does is smoke pot or, you know, but I mean. That, that would be so wild if he did something like that. Oh, boy. Now, his name isn't Shaggy. That was name is wait for it i don't know you tell me norville that's right norville norville i mean come on you couldn't even keep it shaggy i guess it can't be shaggy because she actually changed the ethnicity of the character itself too Mm -hmm. well i think i think they use crystal i've heard that before in scooby-doo but like i mean i don't it's just whatever. Who cares? <laughs> it's just who cares. Well, I mean, I you know, you you just so it's not Shaggy, it's Norville, you know, I, and I don't care. He's he's not white, he's black now. But I mean, you mm-hmm. kept Daphne, you kept Velma, you kept uh Fred, 
but you're going to change Shaggy to Norville, or is that Shaggy's real name? And I then he think becomes it's his real name. I think like, is I'm that the deal? I've always let me say Shaggy. I mean, Scooby- I am not a I'm not a yeah, yeah, Scooby Doo. Nor- Norville Shaggy Roberts is a okay. All right, character. so that that's why. So you know, I, I backtrack and fucking E Crow there. So flush that one out. So he hasn't become Shaggy yet. So I'm assuming, yeah. They just they just changed the race. All right, so no big deal because the name is is not his nickname; it's his actual name. And so I mean, we've already accepted they're going to change all kinds of you know characters, which again doesn't matter unless the show sucks. The show kind of sucks, so I guess it could matter. But anyway, so his name is Norville. He's not quite Shaggy yet, but you're you're assuming that he becomes it. I'm assuming. I'm assuming he's, there, there's definitely going to be a plot point where it's like, "Who? What's this, Scoob?" And then he's gonna. I mean, they didn't even try to do like the weird voices that like the characters have had for fucking like years. Like, she, like Mindy Kaling's like, "And I said Jinkies." Anyway, talking in my regular voice, like all these other guys that do these characters, like they do like an inflection or some shit. Like they don't just like voice themselves in Scooby Doo clothes. Well, well, the Norville character is as plain Jane as it gets. Like, what are you talking about? No, he's super interesting. He's the best <laughs> character to follow. I mean, you couldn't get more vanilla than whatever this Norville character is supposed to be. No, but I l- l- okay. L- you could do Shaggy like like Scoob. I'm really scared of this there man. <laughs> oh, Velma, I really like you, and Pot is bad. Yeah, isn't that funny? Oh, yes. That's so funny. So yeah. that's the that. other thing about Which his character. Which one do you choose? Which one do you choose? Yeah, hmm. I write for the school newspaper. So let's just call wow, him Shaggy, yeah. even though he's Norville. You know, yeah, Shaggy in this one is a super smart, like rocket scientist, best friends with da- with Velma, Velma, and is actually mm-hmm. into her. Oh, is that great? That's so the great. new take so, on, so on Shaggy. Great, so great, dude! I'm so excited. That's a thing. I, it just it hurts. Mm-hmm. It hurts to even talk about some of this shit mm-hmm. because it's so bad. What about the father, Velma's father? How about that stupid oh, yeah. comedy yeah. Oh, fucking yeah, ensemble? This, what are you talking? What are you talking? He's got a new girlfriend. He got pregnant. That they like show off a weird amount. Where to the point they show her off like being pregnant with that baby in there to the point that I'm like. There's a writer who finds this hot. Like someone finds this sexually attractive. So her her dad marries a I you know a, a white girl who owns owns a diner owns or something a diner like right yeah or the malt shop malt shop right it was like the ice cream joint yes yeah, so yeah whatever it was yeah and is like loaded and so and they make her basically kind of like Fred Junior so she's an over the top like stupid white rich person you know. Mm-hmm. Etc. And she's pregnant, and then, but mm-hmm. the baby in her stomach is always coming out and showing yeah, itself. Yeah, which is super. Yeah, no, that's so crazy, skin. man. That's something crazy. Look like what South Park would do. That's how you know we're edgy, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so all right. So you you brought it up again, and here was my thought after I watched the first two episodes. Was this was number one? Like we talked about, Mindy Kaling. She just kind of had this fucking. Yeah, I, I don't know. Idea in her head that she thought was original that she was going to redo Scooby Doo through Velma, but at the same time, she's like, "It's a cartoon," and as a result, I get to kind of make a female South Park, right? Like, or a South Park through like a female lens, and then she tries to do it through this show, and I just, it just fucking tanks. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't see how this show gets a second season, and you told me today it's already greenlit. 
Mm-hmm. Yep, greenlit season two after this week. Oh, that's so great. I'm so glad that they greenlit this show and they're canceling all these other like decent ones on Netflix and they removed like a whole like Not ensemble. even on Netflix, on HBO. Yeah. HBO's blowing shows out left and right. I was gonna say, well they like there was like some scandal earlier this year where like there's like all these Cartoon Network old animated shows that they were like, Hey, you know how we were gonna like have another season of this? Go fuck yourselves and they just destroy <laughs> their animation. They like apparently just like axed like three hundred people or something like that in like Cartoon Network uh, that were working on these shows. And now they're like, but you know what? We only hear for quality animated content, like Velma. <laughs> and you want to talk about quality content? This is no shit. <laughs> Which is funny, a pun. Uh, yeah. uh, one of the scenes is that as oh my god, dude, Daphne yeah. goes to confront Velma in the bathroom. Wait, 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 wait. Let's reenact it really quick. Well, well, well. If it isn't, well, well, well. It's just so lazy, dude. Like, how much coffee do you think they had to drink along with, like, burritos in the morning before they could sit on the toilet to properly write this show? Like, I'm just kind of curious. I, I mean, if you haven't seen that joke fucking a hundred times over, yes, they did it in Velma again. Big oh, confrontation so scene cut in the middle by somebody flushing the toilet, and then it was like, oh, somebody just took a shit at it. In like a very awkward moment, isn't that hysterical? And then she flushes the toilet again. Which, mm. Oh, it must have been a really big shit because she flushed the toilet the second time. Oh, it was so funny, so fun. I can't. Oh, why they did it with girls, with women doing that? That's crazy, dude. In which case, the girl then washes her hands and then gets behind Daphne because she's part of Daphne's crew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's the third that was funny. Just- so wild. So oh wild. my god! god. What, what what advanced humor, dude? I can't believe they did that. So, uh, all right. I mean, where do you think, and this goes all the way back to what I was, I think I, I might have asked you in the beginning, but where do you possibly think they can slide Scooby-Doo in here? Because you have to put him in, right? It, I, you can't I, not I would put be, him in. I, I just looked at the Wikipedia, and there's this one actress who, who's been, she, she, her role has not been disclosed in the show, which leads me to believe that this there's going to do like a female version of Scooby or something like oh, that. Oh, that would be that would make the most sense ever. Which you right, like doesn't that make complete sense no, if they that, go? That, that that's exactly what's happening. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's how I found Scooby, not Shaggy or Norville, as I'm calling him now, because right. Scooby's a woman. Scooby's going to be a girl. And you not know, only that, he's a lesbian dog, and like if you have a problem with that. Oh, that's right. They can do. They just do lesbians all around. Yeah, just right? everyone's. But you know what's weird? Lesbians everywhere. No gay dudes. Oh well, which I find I find interesting. Give, yeah. give, you know, I mean, give Fred a chance here because they could just do the one eighty with Fred. Maybe that's they're gonna go. Yeah, Fred and Norval, man. Yeah, that's that's what Tumblr's been looking for all these years. That's what we've been hoping for. No, I, I have a feeling like they'll leave Norval as the straight male, and he'll kind of be like the voice of the old fan or the old audience or the old you know like because everybody's got their you know everybody's got their uh you know vantage point in this and i norville i feel like might turn into the whole like yeah do you see what i'm seeing like isn't this ridiculous because they yeah. ended the second sh- the second episode when they're making out they're making yeah. out that being mm-hmm. velma and daphne and he's just like oh, i guess you know it doesn't matter who i am anymore 
right? So it's like, I constantly, I don't know. Would he be like the Cartman? No, he wouldn't be the Cartman. Because Cartman's willing, always going over the top. He'd be mm-hmm. like the Stan of the show, right? It's, yeah, dude. It, I guess he would. I, that's probably, you're probably, that's exactly what they would do. What am I talking about? That is 100%. Because they really are, I feel like, just trying to copy South Park and Family Guy. Mesh uh, them together in like this weird. They're copying everything. Yeah, it, and like the worst way. I mean, they're, I mean, the show is a copy. What am I talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I'm from the very beginning. It, it's a show that's been done for yeah. 60, 70 years, like you said. But it's just, it's so weird. I just, I, I'm like upset that this is somehow gaining like the traction it is. Well, I mean, it caught a lot of traction because I, I, was I gonna say, you sent me an article that was from something, right? Some uh, big yeah. population. Like everyone's, I mean, think I think a bunch. And I mean, I think there's it, articles yeah. all over the place. Like, put in Velma into a Google search mm-hmm. and, and yeah. look at people, news. People get upset. <laughs> it's just well, the article that you sent me, which uh, I, I read, was you know the big coverage of it was, of course, because everything's got to be political. Was just about the hate. The, the hate reviews that it was being got on Rotten Tomatoes, which I think is a, from a fan standpoint, it's down at 7%, which is like <sighs> horrific. But then they said the reviews were filled with racist bigotry. Mm-hmm. And, but that's what they always do, though, now. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, like every other day, I feel like they're just like, this person who did it was a racist, or whatever. Yeah. You, you, uh, can't, you can't use the internet to gauge... You know, like public commentary, because the only people that are going to do that commentary are going to be people that are like, yeah, you know, like I'm a shithead and I'm going to I got no problem right on the Internet because I am a shithead, you know, and like, of course, yeah, of course, those are going to be the the, the shitty reviews are going to be the racist ones that are like, you took fucking, you know, Velma and you made her a fucking Indian and you took fucking Shaggy and made him black. In fact, I can do that, too. Like, if anyone doesn't like this show, you're anti-Semitic. Boom. (laughs) I did it. Mission to play my game. That's a that's a that's a good way. That's good. That's a good way to do it. I was gonna say. I I didn't realize that we had racists listening to the podcast who said this podcast wasn't the greatest thing ever. Wow, learning a lot today. I agree. I I mean, they're they're racist and they're anti-Semitic on top of it. So I mean, everybody who does doesn't listen Mm -hmm. and and says bad shit about this show, racist, (laughs) anti-Semitic assholes. And and communists, you know. Let's just let's just <laughs> oh, go for, for it. Sure. Let's just go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so help me God, we will get the entire U.S. government to just blacklist you from everything <laughs> for sure <laughs> for not liking this podcast. It's just it's that simple now. And I fuck. I, I had a comment. I was just about to say it, and I fucking forgot it. Uh, fuck it. Whatever. Um. But just to go back to, to uh, HBO here, like I don't. I don't understand where they think that this is going to go. Like, how do you get rid of all these other shows and you're going to give this a second season? Like, what do you expect to get out of it? I, 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 I'm really curious, like, just whether or not, like, because there's no way. And there is it to build their library? I I think it's just because it's getting people talking about it. It's got to be like, like, there's got to be an actual slide when they say, should we greenlight a show that says, how much is this trending on Twitter in its first week? And then that probably is way more of like a variable that decides if it gets greenlit. But like, if they don't bring this up in second season, like scene one about how much shit this show got and how it's back, and ha ha, we're back in the air. I will eat my sock on this part. Well, that that would be the <laughs> Just, funny thing to do, right? Would be to talk like in real time and address the the flack the show's gotten in the mm-hmm. show. That's what South Park would do, right? Yeah, 
because South Park is written almost in real time, right? They they do what, yeah, ten they do days like, to an episode yeah, or whatever it is. Ten days to air, something crazy like that. Yeah. So I mean, now they're going to have more time than that, but mm-hmm. I mean, they're going to have plenty of time between reading all these reviews and all this news. Oh yeah, yeah. And the other I can't one- believe all these racist, homophobic people don't like me, Velma Dinkley Jinkies. Well, listen here, bitch. That's the that's you know what. She's going to copy that exact speech. She's probably listening to this podcast right now going like, whoa, whoa, whoa wait, slow down, slow down. I'm copying that down so, <laughs> for my season two, episode one. She's got to be doing car wheels on some of the Slate magazine. Mindy Kaling's Wokefield Scooby-Doo reboot achieves the impossible. Uh, Does Slate like it, though? Because uh, I don't. it sounds like most people are not big fans, but like maybe I'm just missing like – some part of the population that's like Mindy Kaling can be a divisive figure, but not this time. I would imagine that means that uh, it's a positive uh, one. Yeah, I mean, well, Slate's always very moderate and very measured in their opinions, and uh, <laughs> just, I, 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 well, I never read Slate, so I don't know that much about it. Do I, 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 I think they're a little weird. <laughs> that's my. My rough understanding. Let's see. Velma premiered on HBO Max last week and almost instantly achieved the impossible feat of getting the internet to agree on something. That this attempt to flesh out Scooby-Doo's most underrated character is very, very bad. (laughs) Oh, nice. Okay, never mind. Uh, Velma is an adult... The appearance of her mother aimed as an origin story. Uh, I guess... I don't... I don't need to feel represented i want to be entertained i don't know what that is that's uh yeah it's got to be one of that i guess that's got to be one of slate's critiques on it all right so i guess slate does not like it uh and what you know what's it? also crazy is that like so this is the, like a weird sidetrack but like i recognize the voice of fred's dad in the show and then it turns out it's frank welker who's like the guy who voices who's that Sco- from he, so he's the guy. I mean, he's like a he's a voice actor, but he literally voices like Scooby. He's been the voice of Scooby Doo and Fred for literally forever, and he's in the show, and you have him, and like I guess it's cool that he's in the show. Like you kind of give him like a little nod, like hey, look at this guy. Uh, I think he does. He does Megatron's voice too. That's okay. That's another. Oh, does right, he you okay? Know. Yeah. Okay. This dude's <laughs> this dude's actually kind of this shit look and he voiced it looks like most of my childhood now that i'm looking through his imdb uh but i don't know like like they're like could you make like a regular scooby-doo character that we like are they really going to try to be like no and now we're going to add some zest to him and they're going to have this what looks to be very small shrill comedian voice scooby oh i've never i've never uh read slate but um i don't know they're they're pretty much shitting on the show too okay that's good maybe they're you know what i'm glad that this is what's bringing the nation together (laughs) out magazine velma is much better than haters and trolls want you to believe uh i i will slightly like okay the show is clearly bad is it the worst thing i've ever seen no but does it break a does it break a four on the scale of one to ten? Also, no. uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I I think it's a little worse than you do. Um, I mean, I will I, hate watch it because I think it is so bad. It's it's worth watching. I, I'm I'm saying it's a three at. 
best. Okay. <laughs> this is <laughs> this is Geek Tyrant. So th- this again goes to show, you know, groupthink. There really are no original ideas out there because as I sit here and uh, I, I think one of my earlier questions was how the hell, and I think I just asked it before too, was, Will, how the hell did this get greenlit? This is a Geek Tyrant. Uh, the review. The mystery behind Velma is how it even got greenlit. So, oh, nice. <laughs> there you go. Way, way, out of, way out of us. Me and Geek Tyrant, we're on the same page there. Uh, I, I mean, but it really is. It's yeah. like, uh, how, like, what did HBO hear that was like, we need this in our we, library? We need this. We killed all, we fired all these other guys who were working on animation. Fuck them. You know what we're going to do instead? We are going to work as hard as we can to make this meh piece of garbage. So here's my question to you. Why does it miss? What am I missing? Why does it miss? I'm trying to figure out why like the woke audience don't like I think it's because like it's so obviously just like going that direction. Like they're trying too hard for it. Like we see it and it's just like like they're just clearly trying to woke it up for like corporate reasons. Uh, well, I mean, maybe maybe HBO agrees to it for that, but like this comes out of Mindy Kaling, right? Like I I, I don't mm-hmm. she probably thinks this is funny, right? I mean, she I, writes this because she finds a laugh in there. I yeah, I don't I don't know. Like I don't know what they're going for. Like maybe you just can't make comedies like you used to. Like, so that was like the whole argument with the guy who made uh, the Hangover movie set uh, was like you can't yeah. make- so you can't make like regular comedies that people like loved anymore because everyone's just too scared to go that hard or else So like, this is the acceptable edgy humor. Yeah, like it's this like is like the is... woke humor. You got to find the yes. edge of mm-hmm. woke humor mm-hmm. if you will to actually get it greenlit. Yeah, like this is this is what those private school kids that like like maybe like if someone like smoked a cigarette near them, they'd be like, "Oh my god, that's so hardcore!" Like that's what they think is edgy and humorous. Like have you ever done that? Have you ever like hung around like a really like Catholic group of kids when you were younger who were like clearly super sheltered, and you would do one thing that you would like doesn't even register on your edgy meter anymore. Like it's just so down there, and they're like, "Oh my, oh my god, I can't believe you you said that that like that." And you're like. Really? That's all it took? Like, that's what this show feels like? Like, this is who will watch it and go, that's the most edgy take on Scooby-Doo I've ever seen. Well, you know what's kind of funny as I think about what you're saying there is I was just having this conversation with somebody before. Like, I can't, my kids are 7 and 11, and I can't even think about watching the shit that I watched when I was, let's just do this 11-year-old. Seven's young, Mm -hmm. right? But yeah. I mean, seven, I was born, you know, like, yeah, seven's young, right? But, like, 11. Like, at 11, I was watching hardcore R-rated movies, mm-hmm. right? And was watching, I, I mean, from R-rated movies to R-rated comedians and, I, you know, I, whatever. I, why am I afraid to date myself? So, like, I like Eddie Murphy, Richard Pryor, Ronnie Dangerfield, like, all those guys. I mean, Dice was a little bit past 11 because yeah. that, that's when he came out. But it was like, I, I knew all those guys. Right? Mm-hmm. I knew, all, all, like, I didn't understand some of the sex jokes, but I knew them. And, like, Eddie Murphy Delirious, and I, I might have said this on the podcast, but I, I could have said that forward and backward. 
along with Beverly Hills Cop, because I was a huge Eddie Murphy fan, so that's why I always go back to Eddie Murphy. But Beverly Hills Cop was 84. So that was right when I was, uh, I mean, shit, I wasn't even 10 years old yet. And, like, I could have recited that movie backward and forward. I couldn't imagine doing that with my kids now. And so what do they find funny? YouTube, you know, FGTV, fucking Beast Man, uh, not Beast, Mm -hmm. uh, Mr. Beast. Mr. Beast, come on. Mr. Beast. (laughs) Dude who's got, like, buck teeth of a beaver and worth $5 billion. Right. <laughs> Dude, perfect. Right. I mean, they just watch these kid shows, even my 11-year-old. And it's like I'm waiting for the, him to turn that corner and been like, you know what? I want to watch something a little more adult. And, like, yeah, right. they just don't. So maybe to that point, as you said this, maybe this is funny because I, I, the, 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 the audience growing up has been so sheltered that, you know, these sex jokes are saying Fred's got a small penis is funny. Yeah, but like, like when I was a kid, because I'm trying to like think back on this now, because like I didn't watch like all like the rated R stuff, but I distinctly remember like 12 years old watching Talladega Nights, which you know, that wasn't rated R or anything, but like that was still like, I guess no, by today's good. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like, I like mean by, by today's standards, like people, are like, oh. Oh, 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 I can't believe he did that. He, the main villain is gay and you're portraying it humorously? Oh, my goodness. Like, that would be what's happening now. But, like, my friend and I, we went to that theater and we were, like, cackling on the floor. And we understood literally half the jokes because we were just fucking idiots. Yeah, but it's, no. it's like that. It's like that exact story. Or, like, there was this cartoon when I was a kid, this, like, superhero one called Static Shock that, like, I dealt with. Never like, heard of it. Yeah, it was like it was like a DC one. It was like some like he was like a like this black superhero with electric powers, but like it was really well written and it dealt with like race and gang violence and all this like crazy shit for a kid show. But like I don't know, like it just like I would never expect that in a kid show nowadays. Well, like, the stuff nowadays is just so much more. Did I bring up last week when I was watching X Men the eighty the nineties car? <laughs> yeah, I was watching it with my uh, seven year old because yeah, you brought up a little bit, yeah, yeah, and it was like you rewatch it and you're like, you know what, like it's not R rated humor, but like all this is adult shit, like it's adult yeah. humor, like there's adult. I mean the uh, the Wolverine character is the best of the bunch. Because he's like a, you know, shit talking, you know, and, and like there's sexual innuendos and all kinds of shit. And it was kind of like, wow, this was yeah. a little bit uh, more advanced than I thought. Yeah, uh, there's like, there's something in there for, you know, adults and kids there to like grab onto. I was like, let's and watch like, this entire thing at this point because I don't remember any of these storylines. Yeah. And it was like, if you're entertained, I'm fully entertained by this. I don't know. Nowadays, it's just like you have like a kid show. It's like, did you see those two girls kiss? That's how LGBT plus we are. And we're like, well, okay. I, I mean, I guess that happened. <laughs> number one, all the cartoons that are out there, regardless of like the age it's aimed for, there's a couple of things. Like number one, like all the R stuff has been taken out. Like you can't even <laughs> approach it. Like I, I mean, obviously they do. Or, or, adult- Dis- or Disney Plus has a disclaimer on it now. Uh, right, but like, oh man, forget it. it. On Disney, you're not getting anything. You're not getting anything even close to like edgy. But uh, you know, I, I mean, uh, all the Netflix, uh, Disney. I don't know. I prime anybody that does like a kid cartoon. There's zero sex in it. Like I, I mean, there is. It's not even touched. Mm-hmm. 
Like, and it's just stayed away from, you know, left mm-hmm. and right. So the only kind of humor you get is usually, like, maybe, yeah. like, there's playing on emotions, you know, anger guy. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say it right now. If Harry Potter was guy. accurate, if Harry Potter was accurate to an, like what an actual private school would be like for a bunch of teenagers, Hermione Granger, the main female protagonist, she would have walked out pregnant by her fifth year, by the fifth book, guaranteed. <laughs> <laughs> that would be adult. There you go. But yeah, it's just it's just kind of wild, man. Like I just, it's also crazy because like. Minnie Kaling is in her 40s, and she's writing this show, like, pretend to be a fucking 16-year-old and stuff. Like, this is what the kids are up to nowadays. And to me, this is just like, okay, like, I don't even think you're totally accurate about this, but... I mean, it's just, it's just reaching. It's just reaching. Like she, everything's a reach. And I think to that point, and this goes back to I don't know. Let, let's say like, um, fucking Mr. Beast that we just mentioned. Uh-huh. Everything right now is aimed toward kids, which is why I think you've got to neuter all this stuff. Now, this one obviously is is mature rated, but I think it's almost aimed toward younger kids. Because, and maybe that's the deal, right? Maybe it's not made for us. Maybe it's made for, like, college kids and high school kids. I can't even think college kids. Like, when I was in college, I mean, it's almost been, like, oh, it, like we're, we're nearing 10 years. But but think I, about it. Like, last in it. But, like, like, South Park was still the shit back then. Like, me and my, my friends, when I was, like, 11 years old, like, we would find an episode of South Park, and we'd watch it, like, the basement, be like, oh, shit, dude, this is hilarious, and we would still barely understand what was going on. But, you know, we knew it was raunchy when Randy would blow some dude's head off with a shotgun because he thought he was homeless. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. But <laughs> I, I, I you became one of them! I'm telling you, it is... The, South Park, my kid right now, like I said, the 11-year-old, the, the he's in fifth grade, and there's like a couple of kids in his grade that are a, like a little bit more, I don't want to say on the mature side, but they've, you know, put their toe into the R-rated water, right? Mm-hmm. And so one of them currently, you know, he's, he's uh, you know, I don't know, there, there's accusations that he's saying stuff in, in these group chats that is adult-ish. You know, and uh, and it's kind of like, well, it's not unheard of, or at least y- you told me that fifth graders were saying that. I like, I I would have been like, yeah, of course. I mean, I remember fifth grade like it was yesterday. We all did that. Yeah. But the deal is, is that it's like one in a blue moon now. So by the time you get up to high school, it might just be so retarded in the sense of, of being. Oh, oh my god! Oh, you said it! You said it! Uh, I, I, <laughs> there really is a lack delayed. I guess delayed is the best word, right? So it, it's so delayed that I mean, it's just imaginable, like what you were watching at college to what they watch at college now. It, I I I can't imagine, like, dude, if that is actually what college kids find funny, like the infantilization of society is just so much further than I ever thought it could have been. Like my sister. Like, she's pretty recently out of college, and she still watched South Park. Like, she wasn't as avid about it as me or my friends were, but she's still a fan of it and would watch, like, you know, actual shows that push the fucking limit to a degree of what's socially acceptable. One would think that they should be up to up to date. I'm just telling you, man, from where what I'm seeing in reality to 
the timing of what my reality was, there would have to be like a lot of catching up really fast in order to hit the marks that we hit when we were in high school and college. Yeah. I mean, maybe it happens overnight. I don't know. Right. <laughs> but like to be able to handle what is coming down the pike is going to take a while if they're still so fucking in a bubble right now. It like the way I, I I'm looking at it now is like if the humor we were liking like back in the day that was like making me fall on like the floor of a movie theater and just cackling and sobbing laughing. The like, last was, one like, of those for me was The Hangover. Yeah I, mean, yeah, I remember me and my dad watching the movie and I could not breathe at points. But like, like when you watch those movies, that's like watching like someone shoot from the free throw line, or like get a, like just sink a three pointer. You're like, holy shit, that's awesome that they just did that. But now, like when you watch Velma, like they want that same level of adulation when they're hitting it right underneath the basket. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> yes, like, yes. It's like, like Good analogy. Not, a if, sports if analogy out of you, exactly, Will. I, I did crazy. Look at me, French. <laughs> but like, I'm gonna do fucking applause on that one. Yeah, woo. But like, maybe not even that. Maybe they're on a stepladder and dropping the ball in, and then they turn like, "Did you guys see? Did you see what this did there? You you guys cheered for Jordan when he did it. What the fuck?" And it's just like a little different, sir. A little different. Like, little, little, little different when he did it. Yeah, a little different. But just like it, it's just they're they're tr- they're simultaneously like so lazy and trying so hard with this show, and it just makes it not good and then they're just you know they just have like this smattering of woke shit on top of it that's just like whatever like i okay i guess that's here all right so uh, let's just get off mindy kaling it we're running we're running so hard we're running we're running along a little bit but we'll we'll come back to this because there'll be more episodes um let's just before we punch out Let's mm-hmm. dedicate a little time to like the opposite end of the spectrum, mm-hmm. um, and I know that was a really jagged fucking uh, conclusion. Have, but it's both, both went to HBO Max. There it, we go. It's running. Cool. It's running a little late, and I did want to talk about it because on the opposite side of the spectrum, you got something that was really pretty good, yeah. and was not a cartoon, and mm-hmm. what? But it was a video game conversion that was actually done well. I know that. When has that happened? Which was uh, <laughs> what? It's what the Last the of Us, right? The Last of Us, yeah. Pedro Pascal and that so girl. it's the Mandalorian, uh, you know, accompanying yeah, a, a a young yeah. person again. <laughs> it's, I guess that's all he can do. It's Oberyn Martell and Liana Mormont from Game of Thrones, but now they're palling around in another zombie universe. Uh, but I'm pumped for it. So, who were the people that I should know of from Game of Thrones that are in this? Uh, the, the the main girl they were traveling with. She was like the. Um, do you remember that like that one like little girl in Game of Thrones who was like, Bear Island will always be with the Starks. It's that girl. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I don't yeah, remember I, that I, one. I, but... Yeah, she was uh, like she was like a gigantic fan favorite, and then like eventually, I mean, I was like, oh, she's cool, and then eventually she like, was a reoccurring like big time yeah, character. Yeah, not a big character. She was like oh, okay. a side one. She okay. was like, I love the stocks. The stocks are badass, and I'm a tough girl who's five years old but tells guys what to do. And you're like, what? Okay. But then, like, eventually she gets murdered. Uh, <laughs> but she was fine. She was fine. Spoiler. She was cool. But now she's, uh, oh, yeah, for, for game. Oh, I'm sorry. Spooled season eight again. Oh, man. 15 uh, years later. Yeah, yeah. Well, whoopsie. But she, uh, yeah, but now they're in this show, and 
I mean, I so I've never actually played this game. I I bought it. Nor for have super I. Che- I bought it for super cheap years ago, and I meant to play it at some point. But like, I mean, it's a horror game, and I was like, I'm not playing this alone in my apartment in the dead of night <laughs> before going to work in the morning. But sure. A bunch of my a bunch of my friends who've played it. Like they they swear by this game. They they yeah. I mean, yeah. I have read nothing but good reviews of the game, and I think there's a second one too. The right? second one, people is more controversial because the story. Like apparently, they do some stuff in the beginning that I'm not going to get into because I know what happens. But that's like spoilers. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but but like people don't like the second one as much. But the first one is just like clearly a masterpiece, and people have been like saying it's basically a movie. The for, second one. The first one. The, the first, first one. one, okay. Both, both are like, you're playing a game, but in reality, it's more like you're kind of, you're on like a theme park ride that's really like this zombie movie that you're kind of watching, but also like interacting with at the same time. But everyone loves it. Like everyone like just sings its praises. Well, I, I've heard nothing but good things about it, and it's always like one of the top games of the past 10 years yeah. or whatever the hell it is. Um, so, but here they've taken the property, and usually... Video games converted into shows are usually horrific, and they don't work out well. Did you invest any time watching Resident Evil this past year? Dude, no, I have. So I watched a little bit, and then I was like, I don't think this is how this works. And then I like just turned it off immediately. Yes. Yeah. Then like, like I, I wanted to see it was like a video game show by Netflix. Oh God, because <laughs> Netflix has been on. Uh, Let's just say they're doing a real Velma trend right now where just a lot of garbage is coming out. Right. Uh, it, it was garbage, and it was even more garbage. They canceled it, so there, there's yeah, no exactly. spoiler alert. But at one point, I thought it was going to be kind of cool, and then before you know it, the lead character who played... Um, he was in Fringe, and before that, he was in The Wire, my favorite show. Yeah, and I was say, he's, um, he's in John Wick, too. I, I, I can't... Uh, Lance Reddick. Lance Reddick is the actor's yeah. name, and uh, Lance Reddick. And then, before you know it, Lance Reddick actually has multiple characters in the movie. He's like a clone, and there's like three or four the characters. Fuck? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait, and, what? And, and one of the characters <laughs> is kind of like really stupid and wacky and immature. It's just, it went all over the place. It was just. It was really tough to take at a certain point, but I like stuck with it because I'm like already committed to this. Okay. And then all of a sudden it was over, and and they were like, "Oh, it's got canceled. It's not getting renewed." And they didn't even talk about it. Like it was like a the Netflix just kind of like buried it under the rug when they canceled it. Uh, What show are you talking about, dude? There were billboards for it near my apartment, like like when it was first coming out. It was huge when it first came out. It was everywhere. Like there's this place nearby because I'm I'm like. Like there, there's some largest fucking New York billboards nearby yeah. where I'm at. Like every bus stop had like fu- had a you know Resident Evil sticker on it, which is why I started watching in the first place. And then I eventually just go, eh, whatever. <laughs> right. And I, that yeah. and that's what I was. So anyway, usually the cart the the video games don't turn out well. However, <laughs> I mean, you watch this one and it looks so far that it's been pretty solid. Yeah, it looks crazy. Like the the zombie concept. Now I said I, I and I just to rant about this dude at work the other day. Like who I, I like the dude, but he was telling me, and for anyone that's not watched it, the, the zombie one here has like a small twist where the zombies are kind of based on this real world fungus that controls bugs and like kind of like we'll just say mind control, even though that's not really what they do, but they mind control these bugs to do things. That's kind of what the zombie virus is based on. 
And I got an argument at work literally a day ago that I have to talk about because it was infuriating. It was like, it was crazy, dude. He's like, that could happen in the real world. And I just said to go, no, no, it couldn't. Like, it's a cool concept, but no, it couldn't. He's like, no, but dude, like, if you really think about it, like, everything they said is real science. And And I just went, what do you know about biology? Like, at all like do you think we're one for one with an ant (laughs) (laughs) it's funny that you mentioned that because there was one scene that i was like you know why i i can at least you know say it's a good show right now is because even when there's like ridiculous shit that they just put out there to Mm -hmm. you know so some artistic reason or to generate some kind of fear or something in the in the the audience, I don't necessarily just shit on it immediately. I just kind of like take mm-hmm. it, right? Because yeah. it's like there's there's a suspension of disbelief because I've been so entertained by the stuff that's come before it. And that yeah. was the one scene when the 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 dead corpse is standing upright against the wall. Yeah, right. Which is oh, like, was, I mean, it visually looked awesome. Visually looked awesome. Yeah. Made zero sense. Yeah, where like like the, the fungus grows on it through the wall or some shit or whatever, <laughs> you know. So did this guy just like back up into the wall and then just do a wall sit I was for say, wait, like three days before he died wait, and attached wait, to the how, wall? How do you pass? Uh, you don't tee pose against the wall every night. I'm confused. <laughs> yeah, you don't, you don't get ready to every night before bed. You're like, oh, Jesus on the cross right here. And the Mandalorian uh, was like, that wasn't here last time you were here, and she's like, yeah, no. Right. And I was yeah, like, oh, that, that shit grows fast. <laughs> um, yeah, but I mean, you know, I mean, there was a couple things like that, but overall, I mean, it was awesome. I, I like that they're not like trying to science it up too much because some zombie things are like, well, clearly, what the virus does is it attacks this section of the brain by doing. You're like, I don't give a fuck. They're just like, okay, yeah, they just did the one real quick part. Yeah, it's it just something like, listen, it's based on this fungus; it'll infect people. If you, you know, regular zombie rules. <laughs> regular, and, like, regular zombie <laughs> rules. Yeah, and then like, and here, and here's you know, girl who's special and she's infected, but oh, she's not turning. I wonder what you know. It's kind of basic, but like from what I know about the plot, it's it's not going to be so much about you know. It, it's about these characters more so, like what they're doing in this world, and so, that's what makes it super compelling. Yeah, is that the deal with the girl? Is that she's infected and and isn't turning? Yeah, that's basically is you know, I mean. And you can, you know, and that's why she's like, the, "You're lay, all that matters." Yeah, and you can lay the groundwork for what that basically means. If you've ever watched a zombie movie before, where you're like, "I wonder what that means for her." <laughs> it yeah. means that she's very valuable. Yeah, oh, you're the cure to this virus. Maybe I don't know. Right, it's, it's just, but yeah. So, but even when they killed off the the one chick early, like that was pretty uh, aggressive too, right? Because they just showed her by oh, her the shoes. The, I, I don't know whoever that random girl was that popped up. And then they gave her the shot, and then it was red, and she was like, "Oh, you're gonna be fine." And then she's got a bag over her head, and Pedro Pascal's throwing her into the into the fire. Yeah, right. Yeah, that was wild, dude. That was like, okay, all right. That that's one artistic way to show how fucked up this is right now. You know, yeah, that was kind of badass. Yeah. And they they whacked him and his family. That you know, the horror scene. Well, you know, mm-hmm. the horror of the world ending in the beginning is done pretty well, but they don't. That really, was really cool. I like that they did it kind of you know, like really from their perspective, we're like, what the fuck is going on? And I mean, the most tension filled part of the whole thing for me, uh, was the grandma in the background. <laughs> because I was just like, when's she going to do something weird? Oh. When's she going to do something <laughs> weird? Cause you just see this like perspective shot. And then there's the grandma there and you're like, 
I know why you're doing this. I've seen movies before. What's and there was happen? a reason that the, the the stupid old grandma who was incontinent or whatever, uh, it, you know, that she was focused on so much, which was like, mm-hmm. well, she's going to become a zombie, obviously. Mm-hmm, exactly. She's one of the first ones infected somehow. Right. Uh, Shit coming out of her mouth. Exactly. Whatever the fuck that was, yeah, which was wild. Yeah, which but, they didn't really get into, and I kind of appreciate that because they don't mm-hmm. even they don't even dwell on it. That's like day one, which was mm-hmm. I don't know how many years ago. I think twenty years ago is what they said. They gave mm-hmm. the date, and then they just jump forward, and they're just like, yeah, twenty yeah. years later. Yeah, they're just like here we which are. Like, like some shows would do that really bad, but th- there's something like kind of elegant of how they did it. I don't know why. Like it was just such a smooth. Tr- it's like it shows you why the main character, like Pedro Pascal, is going to be kind of like the fucked in the head dude that he is now because he like he lost his daughter yes and all that shit like okay the world also came crumbling down around him and he and, has uh, some kind of badass history that they never really allude to i believe yeah probably military like, of said, some sort said desert storm or something on there and like uh yeah some other shit but yeah now it's gonna be he tries to get his his daughter out in the very beginning yeah. and then she ends up getting shot uh yeah. you know and somebody's trying to shoot him and what, what's so funny to me though is like this trend, because they do, I see this a lot in media, where like they do like, like this kind of like father figure with like this child character, and like they did this in Mandalorian, obviously, also Pedro Pascal. They've done this in the God of War video game. They've done this in Last of Us, Hunt for the Wilder People. <laughs> they like, did it again when they remade a Halo for Paramount Plus. That's right, yeah, dude. It's like yep. they do this. They're doing it everywhere now, and like this is like the franchise I think that I first noticed them doing this trend. And then the fact they got Pedro Pascal as Mandalorian, who's also like I think just rocketed that trend into like the wider culture to do it now in Last of Us. I was like, aha, full circle. It's very funny that Pedro Pascal is the one that got penned to do the Mandalorian. Now all this other stuff because yeah, when you look at him, not in the Mandalorian outfit, like he's not an imposing figure. No, right? Like I mean, not even like. Karate martial was, arts imposing. Was, like he, he just looks cool. like a dude. Yeah, he was cool in Game of Thrones and he was like twirling that spear and shit around. But like, you know everyone in Game of Thrones is like a giant, like twelve foot sword they're just literally like <laughs> sure. someone to pieces with. I do but, uh, I, I do have a little bit of problem with Pedro Pascal. I mean, you always knew he was gonna have to take the helmet off at Mando, but oh, I yeah, mean yeah. I, I do and whatever, I don't care. He's a voice and you know, mm-hmm. I like him in the other shows like this one, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Mandalorian, it's just I still it's kinda weird and I'm like, You're the fucking you're you're Mando? Like it's not like a twenty eight year old dude that, you know, he's got like some physicality to him and all the rest of it. It's just like, no, you're yeah. like an old gunslinger, I guess. Yeah, but then you look at Boba Fett, and yeah. you're like, God, oh, this guy is fucking... Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then they're like, you know, like, whoa, whoa, you haven't seen nothing yet. <laughs> so true. Yeah. Let's hop this up on roids real quick, yeah. Right, did... Pedro Pascal, he's been having a good couple of years here. Oh, my good God, that guy is on a fucking tear. On a tear. Yeah. Well, good for him. We'll, we'll get to see him again in the next episode, which I guess it's... Uh, when do they get released? They're, I, I, I'm assuming on the weekend. Like that, this, is, see, this is what I'm so excited about. i got a double feature now of Velma and The Last of Us. This is like the sweet and the sour. I'm not sure what order I'll go in. Well, I don't know <laughs> when... Uh, when do either of them get released? Now, now I can't imagine The Last of Us for all the hype. It's got to be HBO, right? So they probably show it it's on probably, HBO. I think it's HBO. Yeah, so you were saying earlier it's like a difference with HBO on HBO Max. Oh, yes, there is. So if you are yeah. unfamiliar, uh, for anybody that has it, there, HBO is the TV channel. 
HBO Max is the uh, is the app, the streaming app. And then Max is the streaming app's original programming that's only available via the app. <coughs> there you go. Made, that's what made, I think made. about most of Max's original programming. But made, made by the most quality people producing in Hollywood today. Right. I, I mean, job. now they have got some stuff that that is pretty solid. I got to say, like the Peacemaker, which I have not seen, I heard is good. Um, the Flight Attendant, which I saw season one, which was awesome. Um, I've heard good things about the staircase, so not uh, people have talked up hacks a bunch, but mm-hmm. I mean HBO is really where you get like the White Lotus and um, Succession and Dance of Dragons, yeah, Dance of the Dragons, right? Uh, Euphoria, or, or House of Dragon, whatever it's called, yeah. Usually, the higher end content uh, in terms of quality and production end up being the HBO shows, with Max being you know the the, the Velmas. <laughs> You know, <laughs> the Velmas. Hey, we need something, and we'll throw shit at the wall and see what sticks. Yeah, you know, they but- get. We also have a hit HBO. It's like them going to their dad. Look, dad, we're also doing just as good as you making these original content. Or they're just going, yep. <laughs> that's exactly, are, yes, Max is the young child. Is the mm-hmm. young child making shit? That's like <laughs> I could do it too. Aren't you proud of me? Aren't you? Pr- aren't I doing a good job? Look at my you're, cartoon. You're doing- Great. Look at my cartoon so about great. lesbian, you know, uh, a, a lesbian Indian mystery solver. That looks just like uh, Scooby Doo. Well, it is, but I took Scooby Doo out and I changed, the, you know, <laughs> I changed a bunch of the people. So it's it's my my world. This is my world down here. Uh, my dad, yeah. I'm taking them back. I'm taking them all back. Good, yeah, good job, guys. You're doing so <laughs> great. Yeah, so proud of you. So you made this show all by yourself. All by myself. I'm so proud of you. Maybe aim for the toilet next time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Let's not. All right. I'm ending on that because you're giving me yeah. fucking nightmares there. Talking about the, the <laughs> fucking cleaning up around the toilet because that is a fucking thing. And it's especially true with fucking young children. It's a disaster. Yeah. Whole fucking bathroom smells like urine fucking end of every week. Oh, like, God damn. Guys, come on. Fucking. Yeah. It's a big gigantic circle. It's a big gigantic it's target. It's not hard. It's not just hard. Just go in the middle. It's like yeah. when they wake up late night and then they just like they're kind of like, dad, dad, there's a problem. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going. I'm fucking blind. <laughs> dad, I feel sick. Wait, what? And then next thing you know, just throwing out whole rolls of toilet paper because they're just soaked in yeah. piss. Anyway, yeah, uh, good stuff, man. Anyway, uh, all right. So we got uh, Last of Us, Velma, and whatever comes up between now and next week. I don't know. At this at this point, Mindy Kaling is likely to release the real Last of Us plague in a society just to continue her her clearly great trend. True. So we'll cover, we'll cover that next conversion of COVID she releases. The Kaling, <laughs> the, yeah, the, the Kaling variant. Yeah. There we go. The Kaling variant. With that, we're out. Peace. Talk to you later. Godspeed. <laughs>